Good morning and uh, Shalom Aleichem. Um, I woke up this morning and I saw the, uh, the weather, or felt the weather, and I wasn't sure if the shear was still on or not, and I called Rabbi Brand. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we see the warmth of Kal Yisrael that's warmer than any inclement weather. And it's very special and heartwarming to see. Rabbi Brand called me last week, or two weeks ago, and he asked if I would um, participate in this. And when he said it's in the honor of Kal Yisrael and the hostages in Eretz Yisrael, I didn't feel like I had a lot of uh, options as far as answering. Not that I would anyways refuse her brand in any request. It's a schuss to be here and to be together davening and thinking about Achinu B'nai Yisrael. Um, in Eretz Yisrael, especially those who are in the um, hands of terrorists. And we do whatever we can on this side of the world by being mechazek, strengthening ourselves in Torah and mitzvahs and tefillah in their honor. And with the fervent request of the Rebbeinah Shalalem to bring an end to their suffering, the suffering of Kal Yisrael, and bring us to the Gula Shlema. So I've prepared a couple of words here on this uh, topic. And um, I did, there's a, she passed out, I'm sorry I didn't make enough, um, the copies, but if we could look together or even without uh, looking inside. So it's an honor, of course, of those who are hostage, Shvuyim. Um, the first quote here is from the Rambam. And the Torah identifies tremendously with the pain of shivya, of those who are in, hast- who are in captivity. I'll read a halacha straight out of the Rambam in the laws of Matna Saniyim. He says, Pidyan shvuyim. He says, whatever we can do to redeem hostages, captives, koydim leparnasas aniyim uluksusan, is before any type of tzedakah, any type of charity. Ein lecha mitzvah gedayla kipidyan shvuyim. There's no mitzvah that's greater than redeeming and doing what we can to redeem those who are captive. <laughs> One who's a captive is considered hungry and thirsty and naked and is in a constant state of sakonas nefashis, danger for their lives. <laughs> One who doesn't do what they can to help in the redemption of those captives the Rama goes through numerous lavin, numerous averis. The one who doesn't do what they can is in transgression of. And I'm not going to go through the numbers. He says, Le'sa'amets is one pasuk. Le'sikpets, le'samed al damreyachol, le'yirdenu beferech le'inachol. Many averis. Obitel mitzvahs pasayach tiftaches yadcha. He's going against mitzvah tzedakah, mitzvah v'cheyach yichemach, v'haftal reyachol kameicha. Many such ideas. And the Rambam finishes by saying, There is no mitzvah greater than doing what we can to help redeem, help release one who is in captivity. The concept of captivity, there's of course the most simple, basic captivity like we are here to talk about today, but there's captivity on many levels. In the Gemara, we use the concept of a person who's shavui biyad yitzro. For someone who's in capt- captivity in, within themselves, to their Yetzir Hara. In today's language, you might call that an addict. Someone who's an addict is also in captivity of sorts, because although they would want to act in a certain way, they're really captive to an addiction. Now, addiction, and there's so many forms of addiction we know, um, really the concept, every neshama, every soul that comes down from heaven is a spiritual holy entity, part of Hashem itself, himself, and comes on into a body and in many ways finds itself in captivity. Our neshama, our soul, all it really wants is to connect to Hashem and do the right thing selflessly and in a holy way. And many times the neshama, the soul, finds itself in captivity. 
Um, there is the captivity of Klal Yisrael. We're in Golos, we're in exile until Mashiach comes and sometimes we get a bit of reminders that we're still in exile even when we might think things are good. But in general, there's that captivity. So there's the captivity of the neshama, the soul coming into a body. There's the captivity when one is in a state where perhaps they've added through, um, through their behaviors and created an even greater captivity, like the idea of shavui, like that addict that we talked about. And there's the captivity of Klal Yisrael as a whole, waiting for the coming of Mashiach for so long. And yet it still remains a principle of our emunah, of our belief, that we wait and we yearn for the coming of Mashiach, when no more will there be any form of captivity. And we'll be able to express our full relationship with Hashem in a beautiful and peaceful world. So what do we do when we feel captive and when we hear of captivity? What are the, what is the Torah's messages for a captive? And let's talk about two primary messages. The first primary message for a yid, for every yid, is to remember that we're never alone. Hashem is with us wherever we are. Even when one might find themselves in the worst form of captivity. We fall back on our basic emun, our basic belief in Hashem. And we know that no one, no person, and definitely no yid of Klal Yisrael, a child, a ben yachid of Hashem, is ever alone. Hashem is with them wherever they are and how difficult the situation may be. Yesterday in the Torah we read the Parsha of Va'ira. And today we begin the new Parsha, the Parsha of Boy, the Parsha of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Parsha of Geula. There's no Parsha in the entire Torah that's as, as, as full with the energy of Geula of redemption, like the Parsha that we begin reading today, this morning. The Balatani has famously said that a Yidarf Lebin Mitzit we have to live with the time. And what he meant is with the Parsha of the week. That the Parsha of the week gives us the messages and the energy that we need to deal with whatever we're standing up against. And today's parsha begins with the words boy, boy al pare. Parsha says, Hashem turns to Moshe Rabbeinu and he says, boy al pare, come to pare and tell him it's time to redeem the Jewish people from Egypt. And there's the very famous grammatical question in the beginning of the parsha. Hashem is telling Moshe to go to pare. Go, the Hebrew word for go is leich. So it should have been parsha's leich, right? Um, leich al pare, go to pare, but Hashem doesn't say leich al pare, He says, come to pare. And what does that mean? And of course, this question has been asked by so many. But the Zohar, the great Zohar, the foundation of all books of Jewish mysticism, written by Rabbi Shimon bar Yechai, the Zohar addresses the question and writes, and I have the quote here in the third paragraph. It's Aramaic, but we'll go through it quickly. The Zohar Kakadosh, Parshas Bo says, Maksiv boy al pare, leich al pare mi boy le, my boy. Why does it say boy? You should have said go. Why come? Again, the Zohar describes Pare as the most powerful form of impurity, of unholiness. He's called the great serpent in, in Kabbalistic nature. And he says, Hashem shows Moshe Rabbeinu this tremendously powerful force of unholiness. That many levels of unholiness come forth from it. Omani, what is this? Raza de Tanin Hagodol. The secret of the great serpent, the, the source of all impurity in the world. Umoshe Dachil Minei. Moshe was afraid of it. Moshe knew his power, and Moshe knew he was Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest of all tzaddikim and the greatest of all prophets. And yet, when faced with such a powerful force of impurity, Moshe Rabbeinu himself was fearful and turns to Hashem and says, How can I? How can I face such evil, such impurity, such unholiness? As Hashem, when Hashem saw Didachil Moshe, 
Hashem saw that Moshe was fearful. No other entity was able to approach Paro. Omar Kuchabrichu, Hinini Alecha Pari Melech Mitzrayim, I will deal with Pari. Hashem says, Kuchabrichu Yitzrich Lagacha Bekrava Vlayachara. No one else. Hashem says, I will undertake, I will face down the strength of all impurity, the strength of all evil. And therefore Hashem turns to Moshe and says, Come with me, we'll go together. Boyel Pari, come, come with me. I will be there with you, says Hashem. I will face down Klippa. And when we're fearful, and sometimes we have this terrible evil that how can anyone face them? We remember Hashem is telling us, come with me. I'm there and I will take them down, Hashem promises us. In this story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the story of Mitzrayim, this message is underscored many times. That Hashem says, I am with you in your place of difficulty. The very first time, that Hashem appears to Moshe Rabbeinu was two parshiyas back, parshas Shemais, and that was of course in the burning bush. But what type of a bush? The very first appearance, the very first revelation of Hashem is Bilabas Eish B'Teich Hasneh, this burning fire in a sneh. A sneh is a thorn bush. Why a thorn bush? And we have straight out of Rashi in the next paragraph in, in Paragimel, Pasuk Beis, Parshas Shemais, Vayira Malach Hashem love that the angel of Hashem appears to Moshe Belabas Asian, this burning fire in Betei Chasneh, the thorn bush. Right? And Moshe sees the thorn bush. Rashi says, Betei Chasneh, why a thorn bush? Veloi ilan acher, not another tree? Mishum imo anoichi b'tzara. Hashem, when he appears to Moshe the first time, wants to show Moshe, I am with them in their painful situation. A thorn bush obviously is an uncomfortable place for anyone to be. And Hashem is showing Moshe Rabbeinu. That when Klal Yisrael are in Golis, when they're in Misraim, when they're in Egypt, when they're in bondage, when they're in affliction, I am with them in the thorn bush, says Hashem, Imay Anoichi Bitsara. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, go redeem the Jewish people. And Moshe Rabbeinu argues, as we know, and one of the things he says is, I'm going to come to the Jewish people and they're going to say, what's Hashem's name? Ma'imar Alehem. What will I tell them when they ask me, what's Hashem's name? And Hashem answers, and we have that in the next paragraph, those who are following along. Hashem says, tell them, Eheyeh Asher Eheyeh. Says the Gemara, says Rashi, Eheyeh Ima Monoichi B'Tzara Zois, Ve'eheyeh Ima Bishar Shibud, Bishar Golus. Tell them, I am with them. But what were the Jewish people really asking? What's Hashem's name? That's an odd question to ask. Hashem comes and says, I want to redeem you. What's your name? Why is it important what His name is? And the Hasidic masters explain, that what, they, what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling Hashem is they're going to ask, what kind of a midah does Hashem have? The name of Hashem represents his midah, his, his character trait. What kind of a midah that he let us suffer in Mitzrayim? How did he let this happen? How did so many people killed and children were killed? What kind of a Hashem is this? Mashemo, what's his name? And Hashem says, tell them, I was right there with them. Nothing there that was done was without my knowledge. Nothing there was done with something stronger than me. There's reasons that only Hashem knows that we cannot fathom. But Hashem says, but remember, I didn't take a nap. I didn't blink. I wasn't somewhere else. Eheyeh asher, eheyeh. I'm there with them today. I'll be with them tomorrow. I am there with them. And that's the message that we have to remember. Finally, one last message on this, on this point. In later in the Torah, Parshas Nitzavim, when we're promised the, the ultimate redemption, the coming of Mashiach, what does the Pasuk say? V'shav Hashem alokecha es Hashem will return the captives. 
V'richamecha, he'll show you mercy. V'kibetzcha mikol ha'amim, he'll gather you in from wherever you are. Im yi yendidachacha b'kseh ha'shamayim, even if you're far flung in the corners of the earth, misham yikabetzcha, Hashem will bring you back. That's the promise of Geula, the promise of redemption. When Rambam tells us that Mashiach, the promise of Mashiach is in the Torah, that's the first pasuk he cites. Parshas Nitzavim. Vishav Hashem alokecha, shvuscha, Hashem will gather the captives. But here again we have one of those grammatical questions, inconsistencies. Vishav, Hashem will return the captives. The Surah said, Veheshiv. To return others is Veheshiv. Vishav is when one returns on their own. Veshav Hashem, it's almost like Hashem says he's in captivity. Says Rashi, exactly. Our masters have learned from here that the divine presence, Hashem Himself, is in captivity within us, with us, with us in Galus, in captivity. And therefore, Ukesheni Galen. When we are freed, And that's why it says, Vishav, not Hashem will bring back the captives, Hashem will come back with the captives. That in the Chumash it says, when a Yid is in captivity, when one of Hashem's children are in captivity, Hashem is not in heaven watching, davening for him. Hashem is right there with the Yid, in the most difficult of places. Now, this doesn't make it not difficult. But it changes the perspective when we know no one is ever themselves. And the worse off one is, and in the worse place they are, we can be certain that right with them is HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself waiting and yearning to be freed together with that captive, together with his precious son or daughter or child that's in captivity, and Hashem is right there with them. And this is, of course, what we remember in all levels of captivity, that we're never, ever alone. That's the basic amuna of a yid. In fact, there was the great tzaddikim who said that as they yearn and they daven for the end of Golos, the end of captivity, the end of exile, they're yearning not just for their own freedom, but the freedom of the Shechina. Because Hashem is in Golos, Hashem is in exile, Hashem is in captivity. And as much as it's painful for us, it's painful for Him. We yearn for ourselves, we yearn for Klal Yisrael, our brothers and sisters, and for Hashem, for that total redemption that we await. But let's talk about one more angle. I still have a few minutes. One more angle. And that is about tefillah about davening, about requesting, about never getting tired of asking Hashem. There's a beautiful pasuk, and that's in the second part here, where I wrote, Lidrosh Ulevakish, to ask and demand of Hashem, and ask again and again, because Hashem wants of us to ask and to demand. The pasuk says in Yeshayahu, when it talks about the coming of Mashiach, Yeshayahu, of course, is the Navi more than any other Navi that prophesies redemption. In fact, it's in his name. The word Yeshayahu comes from the word Yeshua, which is salvation. And he is the prophet of salvation, no question. Although the books of prophecy, the Nevi'im, are filled with promises of salvation and redemption, there's no Navi that talked about Geula and Yeshua like Yeshayahu. Yeshayahu says, Perik Yud Beis, Pasuk Aleph, V'armarta bayoyim hahu. There will come a day that we will all turn to Hashem and say, We'll thank Hashem for the pain of exile. There will come a day when we'll be able to see the full picture and understand how the difficult, terrible, painful episodes of exile were all there to bring us to a greater place. Yerida Tzairech Aliyah, the descent and the pain and the difficulty, ultimately in Hashem's picture 
are all there to uplift us to a place, to an exalted place. And one day we'll see that, we'll understand that, and thank Hashem for that. The Rebbe once said, Lubavitcher Rebbe said, although it says, the Navi says that one day we'll understand, today we can't. Why didn't Hashem allow us today to understand how pain and difficulty brings us to a better place? To appreciate the beauty of the difficulties of Galus. You know why, he said? Because then we wouldn't dive in with the same intensity. We wouldn't ask and, and demand from Hashem with the same intensity because we would somehow understand the goodness within the difficulties. And Hashem didn't want us to understand today the goodness within difficulties because he wanted us to call out and ask and ask again and dive in once again. We have 13 principles of faith. Only one principle has two clauses, right? Everyone says, I believe in Hashem, I believe in Tchiyas uh, HaMesim, I believe in Schar Ve'onesh, reward and punishment, I believe in the prophecies. Only one has two pro uh, clauses, and that's the 12th. I believe in the coming of Mashiach, and I await his coming every single day. It's the only one that has an additional clause. It's not just about, I believe it will be, but I'm waiting for it. I'm davening for it. What can I do to bring it? There's a very powerful Radak. Radak is one of the commentators to Tanakh, Rabbi David Kimchi. At the very end of Shmuel Beis, at the, end, the very end of Shmuel Beis, the uh, Navi re describes a, um, a plague that took place at that time in the life of David HaMelech. And it's unclear from the Psukim, why did that plague have to happen? What sin, what great sin happened that caused thousands of people to die? And I want to read with you the Radak, the very last, last commentary of the Radak of Shmuel. And he writes, it's the last one on the, on the page, on the first side of the page. He writes, Ubedrash. He says it's a drash, and it really comes from Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. He says, The thousands of people who died in the time of David, They didn't demand from Hashem, ask for the building of the Beis HaMikdash. That's why they died. And then he finishes with Shmuel, and he says, He says, If the Jewish people were expected to ask for a Beis HaMikdash, when they never even had one. This is before the building of the first base on Mikdash. Those who never had one and never saw one, nevertheless they fell because they didn't demand. Us that we did have a Beis HaMikdash is so much more is expected of us to ask Hashem, we want that time of Geula, we want a third Beis HaMikdash. L'fichach hiskinu zekenim univim lita befiem shal Yisrael. And that's why our elders and our prophets planted with that it should be within our mouths always. Liyes mispalalim shloisha pa'amim b'chol yom tadavim three times a day, three times a day. Hashev shechinasecha umalchuscha litziyayim. That Hashem should return His Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, and His Kingdom to Zion, to Tzion, to Yerushalayim, v'sadera v'idoschal Yerushalayim, amin kein yehi ratzayim sela. We dive into Hashem constantly for the end of all captivity, for the end of all exile, and that Hashem should return to Yerushalayim. And that's how the Radak finishes the book of Shmuel. And finally, on the next page, a teaching from the Midbar Kedemos of the Chidah, of Chaim Yosef David Azulai, the great Sadiq, who lives some but three, three, four hundred years ago, and one of his many sforums called Midbar Kedemos, and he writes an amazing concept. He says, we say in davening, we say, David We daven for the coming of Gula, the coming of redemption, and then we say famously, Ki kivinu kol hayom. Because for your salvation, we await every day. 
The Chidah looks at that hard and he says, what are we saying to Hashem? Please bring Mashiach because we're awaiting him. What kind of a reason is that? Bring him because we're waiting? Which is they bring him because we're doing mitzvahs, bring him because we're good to another, bring him because we're learning Torah. What does it mean, bring Mashiach because we're awaiting him? Says the Chidah, no, it means exactly what it says. He says, The fact that we're waiting, the fact that we're davening, the fact that there's 1900 years of exile behind us, the fact that there's persecutions of, of untold numbers and proportions all those years till today, till the very day that we're sitting here together. And yet, as Klal Yisrael, we never give up. We never stop asking. We never stop davening. We never stop believing and knowing and yearning and wanting and turning to Hashem once again. We don't, Mashiach has to come just because we're waiting, just because we're davening, just because we're yearning every single day. And that's what the Chida says is the secret of that bracha in Shmon Esrei. We all say, we ask for Mashiach. The biggest zuchus is that we're asking and that we never stop asking. And I'll conclude with one last statement from the Rambam. The Rambam, the laws of Para Aduma, when he talks about the red heifer. Rambam says, V'teisha paros adumos nasu. Nine red heifers were made from the time that we were commanded this mitzvah until the second Bishamikdash was destroyed. The first paraduma, the first red heifer was made through Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Ezra, the second was made by the great Ezra Hasofer. Another seven were made during the duration of the second holy temple. And the tenth red heifer, Yasa HaMelech HaMashiach, will be made through the King Mashiach. Mehera Yigole, may he be revealed speedily. Amen, Kain Yehi Ratzon. Amen, so be Hashem's will. And the question is, why did the Rambam add that Amen, Kain Yehi Ratzon in the middle of his halacha? The Rambam, as we know, is the ultimate halacha sefer. It's a book of halacha. It's a book of Jewish law. And he's giving us the laws of Paraduma. And suddenly, so he's somehow sort of like, Let's go with a, with a tefillah in the middle of a Rambam. Everyone knows Rambam is not a book of tefillahs. There we have, the Rambam wrote other books, but his book of halacha is a book of halacha. And he's in the middle of learning technical halachas of para aduma, and he gives this tefillah, Meheira yigala amin ken yihiratzon, why? And the first way of answering that is, well, the Rambam is teaching us the laws. It's a mitzvah to daven for Mashiach too. That's also a law. It's a mitzvah to daven for Mashiach. But the question is, but then it doesn't belong here. It belongs in the laws of tefillah. Or the laws of Mashiach. The Rambam has laws of Kila. Rambam is the most organized, safer possible. Why in the middle of Hilchos Para Aduma does he let go with a Tfila? Mehera Yigala, may Mashiach be revealed. And the answer is perhaps that the Rambam was teaching us just that. That a Yid, when they think of, when they hear of redemption, Geula, right away that calls forth that Tfila, that automatic request that's on our lips always. There's no time that's not the right time to daven for Gula. There's no time that's not the right place. And the Rambam taught us that by putting this where it seemingly doesn't belong. Where it seemingly, we're not learning now about Gula. we're not learning about tefillah, but I'm a Yid, and I'm in Golos, and I'm in exile, and I'm not at home. And I know that there's so much pain, and there's so much suffering, and there's so much tears. There's no time that's not the right time to daven to Hashem for the coming of the final and complete Geula, Mehera Yigole, Amin Kain Yehi Ratzon.